Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I've got a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at Merchant Cash Advance Cash Flow. And I'm joined today by Bill Bromley. Uh, Bill is the president and CEO of Capital Source 2000. Bill, welcome to the show. MC, thanks an awful lot. Uh, I'm excited to have a chance to talk to some of your people and uh, this is a business that I think is, um, you know, is exciting and uh, hope to be able to uh, to share that with a lot of your uh, your current investors and current listeners. Absolutely. The first time I came across uh, this business and started just uh, educating myself on it and preparing a little bit for our interview today, I was just kind of blown away. Uh, so I'm super excited to be sharing this with our listeners and viewers, Merchant Cash Advance um, business and cash flow. But before we get into that, Bill, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Sure, sure. Um, so I am a, a lifetime banker, um, um, local guy in the Philadelphia market. So I have been operating in that market for a long time. I went to college there, went to graduate school, the uh, MBA, that kind of thing, but started working for big banks. But really, I think there's a there's an entrepreneur piece that I have always felt was was important. And then after working at larger banks at about uh, I was 36 years old, um, I started a bank in, in the Philadelphia region um, with investors. I went out and raised seven million dollars and really went into my own business. But it was banking. And but small businesses and small small banks strictly do lending to companies. That's where the opportunity is. And so that's what I've done. Um, I, uh, I was introduced to a fella in this business who is now my partner, um, about five years ago. And, um, uh, I didn't, is a banker for 30 years running banks. I had no idea that this niche exists and it took me months. I looked at it for four months to find out if it's real because in banking, you know, you lend money at 6%, you have a cost of funds of two and you're working on four points, maybe. Yeah. In this business, it's totally different, but it's it's about expanding businesses and it's high rate but high return. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, share if you don't mind sharing with my listeners and viewers what exactly it is, how it works, and then also um, what what is the the problem that it's solving for the marketplace too, because it it really solves a a very big uh, a challenge or problem for a lot of business owners. Yes, yes. So. Um, as I was trying to understand this business, um, I, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to a partner and he said, uh, he said, no, he said, we put money out. It's, it's venture capital money, but it's for expansion. And the, the first and most important piece to remember in this is that these are not companies that are struggling. These are companies that are doing very well. They have lots of cash flow. And we measure cash flow in a little different way than I have for 30 years as a banker because we look at their checking account and what flows through their checking account on a monthly and annual basis. And that's really how we underwrite. But, but the opportunity is that these businesses are always looking for, a, the good ones are looking for a second location, a third location, but they invariably need capital to do it. And while the cash flow in their business is strong, 
they don't usually, these people don't usually have real estate or hard, hard collateral, which banks like. Um, and they're not that interested in taking on new locations or new parts of, a, of even of an existing business. So when you have a, even a, a pizza parlor who decides that he, boy, if he could put a, a deck on the back of his pizza shop, he might be able to put 30 tables out there. He might be able to seat, you know, at lunchtime, maybe 100 more meals. And he needs $100,000 to do it. So that's our ideal kind of a deal. We will do that deal. We'll do it in two days because when small businesses want money, they need it quickly, not 90 days that a, like a bank does. So we can analyze it, we can underwrite it, and we can close it within two days and disperse the money to him. And what we're looking at is his current business cash flow, the money through their checking account statement, and an anticipated cash flow coming from these new tables that he's going to put outside. So he may take, you know, two months to build the deck on, put the tables in place or whatever. And our underwriting, which is because our, our money's expensive, it's about 35%. It's a 1.35 factor rate uh, for the period of the loan. But the point that's very important is that it's very short term. It's only six months. So you look at the total cost, not the 35%, which is daunting. And the way we underwrite is to say, look, what is this guy going to do with our money that he can make more money than it's going to cost him to, uh, to borrow it from us? And, and that's basically a very small example of how the business operates. The 1% grow their business and investments every year, regardless of the economy and marketplace, and pay very little or no taxes legally. Besides having the right mindset, elite strategies and tactics, and the counsel of elite wealth advisors, coaches, and mentors, they have access to opportunities that the rest of the population do not. If you're an accredited investor, we have a network that provides Cashflow Ninja listeners access to exclusive business and investment opportunities. To join our investors network, please apply at CashflowNinjaInvestorsNetwork.com. That's CashflowNinjaInvestorsNetwork.com. So for listeners and viewers, um, just to just to put it into perspective too, like Bill already did, but just to reiterate some of it, is business owners are, you know, there's different types of businesses and there's, uh, there's different t needs for money for businesses, right? Um, you need money to expand, as Bill mentioned. Uh, you need money to grow the business. And then sometimes there's even seasonal businesses, right? Where, um, let's just say, um, there's businesses here that, that, that do a lot of sales during the holiday period that needs capital, but they don't have capital. They know that it's there. <laughs> They're going to come into that money. But, you know, it's the chicken or the egg. You First, you have to get the money to get all the product and inventory to be able to sell that. And then you're going to make more money. But there's a, there's a, there's a bridge that this niche is, is providing in a, in, a, in, a, in a time, how can I say, there's a gap that it's filling for business owners that need capital on the short term. Um, and it's secured, collateralized by the, the receivables, right? The cash flow of the business, not the hard assets, because that's why they can't get, uh, you know, a, a business loan, as you mentioned, because most of them don't have hard assets and, or maybe they have it, but they need capital in the, in the short term, right? Immediately, not, not two, three or four months or however long it takes to close a business loan. 
Yeah, if I could give you another example that would be, uh, it's a very different type of what, other than what I just said, but I got a call from one of my banker friends who had a, a uh, ready-mix cement company that did 12, $10 million a year, had three locations, 56 cement trucks owned free and clear, called their bank and said, we just got an order from, a, uh, from one of the largest developers in the area, um, and we need to increase our line of credit because we already have our, our line is heavily drawn building on supplies for the spring. And now we've got this large contract. Can you help us? Oh, banks, sure. We'd be glad to help you because you're a very good customer. You've got all these assets. Um, and they were, so the question is, okay, we would like to have $600,000 by Monday. And the bank goes, well, well, wait, wait a minute. We have to get an appraisal. We have to go uh, check out the, uh, the latest financials on your company. Uh, but then we would be glad to give you a line. So the owner, um, the woman called me and uh, explained her need. And uh, I talked to her about how we would do it, what we would do. And it would absolutely could do this deal. And we would have the money in her account on Monday. But it would be at 35% for the period of time the money is out. And she was, you know, she really choked on that a little bit. But she said, you know what? I said, this is, let me explain where I think we could look at this. Let's, I understand that you, you need to increase your line and you need that money immediately because you've got to execute contracts. Let's talk about how much money you might be able to make from the contracts because this money is going to cost her, say, $135,000. How much can you make from the contracts? Well, it's really over a million. So that's how this gets done. So we gave her the money on Monday. 90 days later, the bank paid us off because they finally got everything together. It's an example of some of the, you know, there's small companies like Pizza Rias, there's bank-owned companies, or bank-owned companies, bank, uh, you know, very good bank customers, and some public. We do about 16 public companies, all for the same reason of speed with the cash. That's a great example, because I think when you initially said a factor rate of 1.35, yes. so 35%, people would say... Why would, why would anyone do that? But putting it in perspective that the cost of capital, let's just say 100000 was $135,000 in that example, but they would be missing out on over a million by not doing that. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all relative uh, if, you, if you look at it from a big picture perspective. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. MC Lobsher, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. What are some, um, if you can maybe give us another example and just tell us and, and walk us through the steps of, of this entire process. Sure, sure. So a, a good example is um, uh, that we do, we'd like to do more and more of this, is a franchise. Uh, franchises, you know, they're, they're sold by territory and maybe a guy's got his first, his first, uh, first three franchises are in a territory and he has a chance to buy the next territory for $150,000. Um, <clears throat> what we can do, first of all, is um, uh, we, we, we get our business mostly by uh, call centers. We have three um, regional call centers, uh, New York, Philadelphia, and Florida, and we have about 200 people on the phones. So we raise our, our, our customer, or we contact our customers primarily by outgoing calls 
And we do that by getting uh, lists, lists of people that have applied for financing or looking for financing, maybe turned down or whatever. Um, and obviously, franchises work very well for this. So we had a guy that had um, three uh, uh, UPS locations, wanted to buy another, another location, um, needed about $150,000. But we were able to look at the cash flow of his three current, uh, current locations, which was substantial. Um, and you know, actually what happened is he ended up buying two different regions because we were able to boost that up based on the flow that we saw coming through his checking account on a, on a monthly basis. We were able to increase the size of what he was looking for and get him a $200,000 advance. Um, he then took that, um, uh, paid us back, again, from the cash flow. This is the money flowing through his checking account. Uh, we were paid back in about 70 days. And then he came back in immediately because he wanted to build or actually fit out two more UPS locations. And um, the bottom line of that is that when you do that, you, with the money cycles, the money comes back to us very quickly uh, because we, we, don't, we don't bill customers. We charge it directly out of their checking account every business day. So it comes back to us quickly. Our challenge is to put it back out into good advances, but for him, uh, the, you know, once it's paid off, there's no equity lost in his business. And he's right back in saying, okay, this is great. It's worked out well. Now I want to build two more UPS locations in strip centers. There's no real estate. I need uh, 150,000 for each one. Um, and, and we do that. Interesting point though. Uh, we, so we do diligence. Our diligence though is very much on the internet. It's very much about background checks. It's about, uh, customer, uh, customer comments, Yelp. Uh, the part that's very banker-like and hard money-like is that we go to every location and, and uh, take pictures and interview the CEO. Now, how do we do that in two days? We use a national appraisal company and uh, we do, one of the three of us in the company will interview the CEO. And what we're looking for there is their commitment to the business, not we, what we're not looking for is we don't want to hear that this is one of four businesses they have. And we want to know that he and his personal values, his personal net worth, et cetera, are behind the business. And as long as they're in it and in it to stay, business location is good. You know, it's a very viable business because there's obviously fraud situations in this. Um, we, we move ahead and we move ahead quickly. And in two days, the money's there. How does the, the repayment work uh, for business owners? Good question. So, if uh, if you uh, disperse a we disperse a loan today to a, to a company tomorrow morning, we will charge her checking account for one one hundredth of that loan amount plus our fee. So, say it's a hundred thousand dollar loan, or it's an advance. It's not really a loan. Um, we'll charge one one hundredth of one hundred thirty five thousand uh, dollars tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day after that, until we go out six or seven months, and we're paid off entirely. For us, in terms of risk and looking at, at loans and payments, at about 70 days, we have all our money back. So if we, once we get to 70 days, if we have some issues that come up after that or we have to slow down, someone's run into a downturn, we will fl we're flexible on the payments because we have to try to do the best we can, but we're also looking out for the business. And if we strangle them because we are lightly secured, um, you know, we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot. So we will work with them and work, work well. But that's basically how the repayment works. And that's why we have over 65% of the companies come back in, not because it's like payroll, like payday lending where they're stuck in, 
it's that the project is done and now they've got another one to, to move into, which is, which is very successful. Right. Um, and some of our listeners and viewers might, might think how big is this marketplace? Cause we listed a couple of specific companies and I mean, this is a perfect fit, obviously for small and medium sized businesses. Maybe you just want to speak to the size of the market, uh, that you're solving the problem for, because, uh, just from my research, I was, it's kind of blown away, blown away. You know, it's, it's interesting. That's a very good question. And everybody would want to know the answer to that, but but so there's a couple of parts. So Morgan Stanley has tried to uh, evaluate this business because there's an awful lot of participants. There's smaller uh, companies, even smaller, a lot smaller than we are, that are that are in it. But um, the estimate is that there will be about fifty to seventy-five billion dollars done in this business this year. Another way to assess this is that some of the biggest guys in the country are now in this business. So On Deck Capital was started as a merchant cash company, but they have expanded. They do a lot of different types of loans. Um, they have had, I think, somewhat mixed results in terms of being public. Um, and they had a relationship with J.P. Morgan Chase, which uh, speaks to the fact that this piece, this segment of the market is something that the banks want to participate in, but they don't put it on their own balance sheet. Uh, other players, though, PayPal is in this. Amazon does over a billion, $11 billion a year in this business. Um, Square is in the business, um, and we see increasing number of finance and fintech companies that are doing this. Um, the other piece of this that uh, I think is important, well, it's not important, but this is very interesting. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I've watched Shark Tank, like many people, from the, from the very beginning, and the seven original sharks, every one of them has one of these businesses. They are all in it, uh, <laughs> including, including uh, Cabbage on deck right down the line. Yep. Um, so it's a, it's a very rapidly growing business, but I have to tell you something that's surprising, and that is 15 years ago, it didn't exist. It really grew after the 2008 recession, uh, where the banks had really pulled back. They never went back into the small business market the way they had been in it previously. And this type of niche, this type of niche lending is what grew out of that. Uh, maybe it was done by friends and family before, maybe it was credit cards, but now it's a very viable piece of the market. And most of the financial institutions, insurance companies, banks, et cetera, are putting this in some part of their portfolio. Yeah, I was uh, blown away when I, when I did my research, too. And I came across the sharks, too, that they're all in this. Mr. Wonderful, Bob Barbara, uh, they're all very, very much uh, involved in, in this industry. And there's a lot of other big players, uh, like you just mentioned, coming into it because – um, maybe we'll talk, if you could share a little bit from an investor standpoint, uh, what that looks like and the benefits to an investor um, and some of the ways that investors can get involved in this industry. Sure, sure. So uh, the way that we do this, and this is, we're pretty typical in the industry, is that um, we finance 100% of our entire portfolio, our entire um uh, you know, backing will of the uh, of the portfolio that we have out there um, is accredited investors. Um, we sell secured notes. Our notes are secured by all the assets of the company, uh, all of the loans that are outstanding, um, and uh, we have um, uh, approximately right now in our company we have about 250 investors. Uh, they hold notes anywhere from 100,000 up to several million. 
um, and the rates that we pay on those are 10 to 16 percent. Uh, the fluctuation in the rate is based on whether it's one year, two year, or three year that the note is for, and it's for amounts whether the amount is a, is a hundred thousand dollars or above seven hundred fifty thousand. So at seven hundred fifty thousand for three years, uh, that's where the sixteen percent comes in. My friend Brian Page has created a cash flow machine generating over one hundred thousand dollars in six months without owning any real estate. His system consists out of renting properties from property owners and renting them out on Airbnb. His system is so simplistic it can be managed by virtual assistants and yet so effective and powerful that. That it predictably generates cash flow every month. Brian and I are hosting a webinar where he shares his system and how it generated over $100,000 in six months for him personally. You can access this life-changing webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. This is one of the greatest cash flow opportunities I've seen since I've started my podcast. Again, the URL is cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. What are some of the risks, Bill, uh, of this for investors, and how do you manage and mitigate risks in this in in this niche? Yeah, well, first of all, so you would say that this is a that this is a I would call it lightly secured. Yes, we in fact do take the receivables of the company. We will take other collateral, but most of the reason they're to talking to us is that they don't. They're not people that can go into a bank, partly because the bank is not interested in lending in this business, or they don't they don't have that comfort level. Uh, that they can do it at a one percent loss loss ratio. Um, the uh, uh, the the opportunity for um, uh, for investors uh, really has to do with um, you know looking at at what the company's done. It's got to have a long track record. As I said, we've been at this for eight years, um, and we have never missed a payment to any of our investors in those eight years every month. Um, but what does that? How does that really work? The real deal here is the underwriting, and the underwriting in our case is, um, you know, how we how we assess the company, uh, how we we the, the diligence that we do, um, the reputation of the company in the marketplace are all pieces that we work on very diligently. Um, but then the underwriting is that, as I said earlier, is that if you're going to pay us 35% for this money, how are you going to make that back? And what is it about what you're doing with it that, that's, that's going to allow that to happen? So that's really how we, that, that's really the key to underwriting. But the risk profile is important in that, first of all, this is very short term. So when you talk about people that, um, you know, there might be a, an economic downturn. There could be illness. There's divorce. It's the, the same thing that every banker has run into when they're doing a three, four, five-year loan. Um, those risks are there, but they are significantly mitigated by the fact that um, this is six, in six months, we're in cash. So when I talk to investors, invariably, they say, what happens if there's another 2008 recession? Very good question, should always be asked. The, the unusual part about our business is that in, 30 to, in, uh, in six months, our $30 million could be in cash. Um, so the biggest risk I explain to investors is that if we can't find good deals to do, the most important lesson we have learned is you do nothing. You sit on the cash. And, and believe me, when the cash is piling up at five, six, seven million dollars in your checking account, it's not terribly comfortable, but it is the single most important part of our business. 
that you never put something out because you feel a pressure to put the cash out? The answer to that would be that you you call up the investors and say, look, we've paid you the rate of interest that we promised you, but we can't find good loans. And rather than take a risk that we don't want and you don't want, we'll give you your money back. That has never happened. Um, and we're, and we're very pleased about that, but that's one of the major risks. The other is that you're not investing in a note. You're investing in our, in our company. We have right now about between 550 and 600 notes outstanding. You have a small piece of every one of those notes. So uh, our track record, which is from the beginning, since the beginning of our company, our loss experience is 3%. It's 3% or less. So it's very important to have a large number of notes um, in order to, uh, to make sure that, uh, that, that the loss is covered. Our margin is also significant. You know, we're obviously at 35%. Our loss experience would not, it would not be a problem if it goes up to 10, 12, 15, 16, 18, 20%. But I'll tell you, in our mind, it would be terribly difficult. And we first thing we would do is look at where do we make a mistake? What's wrong? You know, shall we start this? Shall we stop this? Which industry shall we stay away from? So we're doing that all the time and watching it closely in order to protect our investors' money. But we can still put it out, and we still do that. Um, so <clears throat> those are a couple of the of the major mitigants. But the biggest thing I would say, honestly, is that you want to have a small piece of a whole lot of notes. The losses, by the way, are all ours. Uh, our investors uh, have always been repaid for the last eight years. Uh, you know, we continue to do that. Um, uh, but it's based on the fact that we're getting larger. Our underwriting has not, has not faltered at all. Um, and we're looking, uh, we're looking you know, at expansion. Um, as I mentioned, our company has about 30 million on the street right now. But my partner, who has been in the business longer than I have, um, has close to 400 million. We do deals together. We buy with smaller parts of his deals. We participate with his deals. And, you know, when he's doing a million-dollar deal, we may take a dollars $200,000 piece of it. So we have a couple of unique pieces that make us a little different than other, other people in the industry. But, um, you know, the, uh, the track record is excellent, and the, uh, the profit margin is strong, which is exactly what your investors want to hear because uh, they're assured that their, their interest comes out first, we get whatever is left over in the end after losses, et cetera. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, in this niche, folks, uh, you know, obviously on a smaller scale can invest directly into certain deals. And then there's the fund model. Uh, am I correct by explaining it that way? Yes. So, so we actually run a fund. Uh, yeah. We run a fund. It, it encompasses the entire portfolio um, there are some, especially on the real estate side, you may be familiar with people that sell buy and sell notes. Yep. Um, that's not something that uh, we do. Uh, I don't think it's a good way to do it here, especially if uh, because you have uh, you don't have the collateral of real estate behind it. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I think that in this in this particular risk category or risk profile, having uh, a lien on every note in the portfolio is a way to be the safest and the best way to go. That's, that's why we've, we've done it that way. And we don't sell individual notes. Gotcha. And another thing that I also just want to mention um, is because within the fund model, you get to um, invest and have a small piece of a bunch of notes, as you mentioned, that could be uh, in many different industries too, which 
is, uh, I mean, that's a positive too, instead of just being specifically invested in, for example, one industry, right? So it's more, uh, how, how can I say, that's, an, that's another risk mitigation factor. Yeah, uh, you know, really good point and one that I had left out. But yeah, we, we deal with about 26 different industries and we deal it all across the United States. So mm. diversification in terms of industry, diversification in terms of geography are also real key factors aside from the fact that you have a small piece of a large number of notes. But that's, uh, uh, that's very important in terms of uh, the performance and protecting the investors. Yeah, I'm just thinking for, you know, when I was looking into this, why would someone choose the fund model versus the individual ones, right? So I had all these questions kind of in my in my mind, and it makes sense from a risk management standpoint. And if there is, like you mentioned, a potential, you know, another downturn or recession and so forth, that if you're heavily vested just in one deal that's in one industry, obviously you're leaving yourself up to a lot more uh, risk and exposure to risk. That's absolutely, and and uh, so we, we recommend it this way. Our customers, um, you know, have had have great success. As I said, we've got uh, several hundred investors in the portfolio. Um, obviously, we've had a number of notes that have matured, um, and we have only had less than ten out of those several hundred that have taken their money back out. Everyone else has re up to stay in, so they they like it. They get comfort. They get comfortable with it. Um, and they see the way it operates, which is very important when the money, you know, we try to send the money to the um, to the bank accounts of each of the investors on the exact same date that it, they invested. So if their if their date is the 15th, unless it falls on a weekend, you can expect that you'll see the money in there. It's wired. It's not not sent through the mail. Um, and that performance is something that gives you credibility and builds comfort among the investors. That's why that's why it grows. Yeah. Absolutely. Fascinating niche. Very, very interesting stuff. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Bill, uh, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always learning. They're always studying. Uh, what are you currently studying and learning? Well, that's I appreciate that. So um, I got I had a lesson just the other day because obviously I'm working constantly on the loan side, the underwriting side, making sure we're managing this properly and talking to the investors. One of the things that I missed almost completely is that the investors said to me, "You know, Bill, you I don't think you understand what you're doing for us." And I said, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm giving you a good investment." Uh, he said, "No, no, no." He said, "He said my son." My son is a worldwide, world-ranked ski racer right now, um, all over the world. Um, I said, wow. And he said he just got a full scholarship to the University of Denver, which I didn't know about, but that's, a, uh, that's the top ski racing team in the United States, apparently. He said, that kid would not have even had a chance to do any of this without me investing this, this money in, in the company. And I think one of the things that's important is to, is to realize, realize the benefit, not the day-to-day the day -day numbers that as a banker I've, I've, I've done for a long time, 
But when you, when you can do a deal for somebody and maybe it's a deal that's a little tougher or, mm -hmm. you, or you believe in the family a little bit or whatever, um, it comes back many, many times over. But when, when and I got to tell you, from, from somebody that's dealing with money and, and making loans to people, um, or in this case to businesses, um, they never forget. And it's one of the most heartwarming and the best parts about it. you really feel like you've got, you're on the right side of things when, when you're doing this. Um, secondly, um, I think even as this business has grown and it's, it's obviously become successful and worked well, it's to really look at the details. Do not ever forget, you know, the nuts and bolts of what you're doing and to, you know, get going too fast or start to delegate it. Keep an eye on, on all of those small pieces in terms of, in terms of what's happening. And the last is, is the opposite. Take a, keep a look at the big picture. You know, where do you see things going? Where do you see things changing? When you see people like uh, Amazon and PayPal that are coming into this industry, that's a great thing. It speaks to the industry and the credibility, but what can you learn from them? What can you learn about how they do business? And, and MC, that's one of the reasons I'm talking to you today is that I have raised money through friends and family, friends at the golf courses, country clubs, people that had invested in the banks that I had built, that kind of thing. But it's, you know, you need to look at the, you know, at the new stuff, at the current stuff, at the way yeah. to spread the word. And, um, you know, I'm learning that part. I'm hoping to learn that part, I should say. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Always learning. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles uh, to future generations, not just money. So, Bill, if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Um, I would say... Um constantly look at the at the at the people that are successful and where you're hoping to go and don't be don't be shy about meeting them trying to meet them etc um uh never lose sight of your principles in terms of uh what you believe in whether it's you know you know spiritual whether it's your 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 daily habits or whatever um and the last is that uh if if there's a problem with someone and you have to take one on the chin absolutely look for your long-term reputation, take a loss on somebody, give them their money back. If they have, we've had people that have had financial problems in the middle of it, give them their money back. They will never forget it. And that's, yep. that's worked well. Absolutely. Where can listeners and viewers learn more about you and your company and the services that you guys offer? Okay. Uh, uh, well, we have a, our website is capitalsource2000.com. But I will tell you that it's not, you can't search it. You have to just put that directly in the, uh, um, in the URL and the, um, you know. Uh, the browser. Proper search browser, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's a small website. Um, but I also, um, uh, please email me at wbromley, w Bromley at capitalsource2000.com. Um, cell phone is 610-291-7722. And I'll be glad to send you uh, private placement information uh, PowerPoint presentation, and would welcome the opportunity to talk to you or talk to a group. I'm certainly willing to travel all over the country uh, because it's it's a tremendous opportunity. And for people that are just getting into it, I have a long list of investors that they're uh, welcome to talk to about their experience. Fantastic. Well, Bill, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value uh, to my listeners. It's been a pleasure meeting you. And thank you so much for coming on the show. MC, thanks a lot. It's great.
I love what you're doing. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives. Situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.